96. Fortunately, I misjudged you. You are just a stupid policeman. Turn the catches horizontally, like that. Then open normally. My orders are to kill you and deliver the lecture. What an overdose of bombois. Colonel Smithers is giving the lecture, 007. Welcome to, and you've had your six, channel dedicated to James Bond. Reviews, debate, trivia, laugh, and a whole lot more. Your hosts, from the UK with love, Double O Alan Shenton. And also joining us, with the license to analyse, I'm Double O Sion from Germany. Welcome to the show. Believe me, Mr Bond, I could shoot you from Stuttgart and still create the proper effect. Hello, and you've had your sixes back after a long, long winter break. Uh, well, it depends where you are in the world if it's winter, but um, episode 24 is here. And yeah, I've missed you, sir. And how are you, sir? Yeah, I missed you too, Zach. Uh, I couldn't wait to, to come back and uh, analyze everything there is to analyze. So. Yeah, because you have a license. You have a license to do that. So, yeah, that's uh... what I found out. Like uh, People are liking my anal- <laughs> license to analyze, so. Brilliant. Okay, so yeah, we're uh, we've had a bit of a break, but doesn't mean we haven't been thinking about doing this. You know, life happens. So, um, but we we found an evening to do this. Um, yeah, we're going to discuss. Um, we're going to discuss uh, someone who we feel like we've neglected a little bit, or I have certainly. Uh, we the title of this podcast, episode twenty four, is what was Roger Moore's best film? Because he is in an elite club. He has. Uh, he has the honour of being the, the Bond actor who's been in the most films, seven films. And I can't see that ever being beaten, to be honest. It hasn't been built beaten. So, um, yeah, Roger Moore's best films. Um, I, I've i written down my top seven uh, from one to seven, obviously. And I assume you have certain in, in your mind as well. Yeah, of course. But it was really difficult. Like my head was still spinning. You know, like I had to make so many last-minute uh, changes. So like it's, uh, I'm still like, uh, yeah, thinking about was it the right choice or not. But uh, it's it speaks for itself. You know, like it's a good thing. Like really yeah. polarizing. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's like it's like choosing your your order of all the bomb films. You change throughout. You know, we've done that episode where I was talking about it being interchangeable. And and yeah, I I, I kind of went for it and I stuck with it. But um, yeah, I'm intrigued to hear your hear your top seven. You you read out your top seven from seven to one, yeah, um, and then we'll react and go ooh ah ooh wow, and then yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you might it. be surprised. You might be surprised. Yeah, I think care. I think you might be surprised as well. Oh, okay, um, that's yeah, yeah. Go. I might uh, I like to know what you find is uh, what what is what your number seven is like. Really. Yeah, I, I'm but gonna I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna write write it down as okay. you reread it okay. so I can remember it. Okay, so number seven is um, the man with the golden gun. Okay. Number six is uh, live and let die. <clears throat> yeah. Number five is uh, for your eyes only. Yeah. Number four is uh, A View to a Kill. Okay. Number three is Moonraker. Okay. 
And here comes the last minute change. For years, uh, it was actually the other way around. But yeah, after a lot of consideration, like I had to say, number two is Octopussy and number one, the spy who loved me. Okay, right. Well, it used to okay. be different of the last 20 years. So. Okay, right. Well, that, that was so close. That was so close to being the same number one and the same number seven. Oh. For us. Because... Yeah, that was really close. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. What is your number seven? My number seven is the man with the golden gun. Yes, nice. Which probably tells you that my number, you probably know what my number one is. Mm. The fact that I said mm. it was so close. But anyway, so yeah, my number seven is the man with the golden gun. My number six is the spy who loved me. Wow. That's right. a huge surprise. I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah, because that's your number one. Yeah, I guess. I think that's the one that I thought would surprise you. Um, Number five is Moonraker. Okay. Number four is For Your Eyes Only. Okay. Number three is Live and Let Die. Wow. And number two is A View to a Kill. Wow. And number one is Octopussy. Okay. That was, uh, I could have guessed that, that Octopussy is like uh, <laughs> high up there. But um, I think I think the first thing, first thing I'll say is that I, I tried to not think about how old Roger Moore is, because that is always a thing that comes up with his yeah. films. Mm, that's true. He looks he looks old. I know Octopus, he looks old. View to a Kill, he looks old. And they're in my top two. Like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care, like, to be honest, because they're really good films. Um, so yeah, anyway, you 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 talk a little bit about your reasoning behind your your list. Yeah, okay, but um, I think it's obvious, like, with the, the man with the golden gun, I think even the Bond producers were not satisfied with it, you know, like, they, yeah, yeah they, I think they took a break, and though they had to take a break because of production problems with Harry Saltzman, but they wanted to go a different direction, you know, they weren't satisfied with that, and I think I might have said it in the past, um, I think the potential, what they had with the acting and the cast, they could have done such a great movie, you know, like, a, such a great villain, yeah, such a yeah. great henchman and it was like uh, the film felt like I don't know like a small poof you know like <laughs> like not a big boom like a poof <laughs> like nothing yeah uh, nothing outstanding what you remember and yeah. uh, no climax no um, nothing you know there was no build up you know to any, any climax or there was no climax for me like uh, I don't know like I don't want to say there was no action scenes and there were enough but uh, it was goofy and not you couldn't take it seriously for a long time and yeah. the story like uh, after a while stuck and I don't know like it just it didn't feel like right like it just felt like a comedy movie you know like uh, where it's <laughs> like where there are people in the 70s or 60s or even before that uh, quick comedy movies you know where they're always running around and uh, doing like slapstick or something like that. It felt like that a little bit, you know, like a no story at all in it. Nothing memorable like about it. Like, yeah. And the ending was the biggest disappointment, I think, like, that's what I think. Yeah, it's 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 um it's interesting because you've got um you mentioned the, the producers, um they were, you know, at odds with each other and they, they got to a stage, I don't know if you know they got to a stage where they just took turns producing mm -hmm. Yeah. But so Live and Let Die was Harry Saltzman, I think. And no, no, the other, other was, way around. Was, was it the other way around? Yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And then, so yeah, it it obviously was the end of an era. And and you're right. It, 
amazing villain, probably my top five villains, mm. but that's obviously not enough to save it. Um, and yeah, it's it's comedic, but the the stunt, it's probably got the greatest stunt, or probably top three stunts in the whole franchise. You know, with the one? car, you mean with the car? Or... Yeah, but but spoiled by something <laughs> with the music. The music, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the music cue, and Don Barry admitted that apparently that he regretted putting that little mm. thing. But you done. couldn't take it serious then. Yeah, but because it, it looks like it's it's real, and I I I thought it was like a Thunderbirds model or whatever, just mm, but true. it's real anyway. Uh, so yeah, yeah. but uh, but you also also got um, you couldn't take it serious after you saw that the um, car was flying, you know, like oh yeah, that was a Thunderbirds <laughs> model, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they destroyed the whole scene, you know, like you couldn't take it serious anymore. Then afterwards, yeah. Okay, well, there we go. So we agree. And, and one more thing, like, uh, there was no need to uh, be comedic, you know, if, if you had a, such a great villain, you know, like a, such an evil-looking mm. great villain. I don't know why they took this turn. And they had a great director. You know, yeah, I think he's the yeah. second-best director in the franchise, you know, like um, Guy Hamilton. Yeah, with Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't understand how could somebody, like, with a, such a proportion, big movie like Goldfinger and Diamonds of Red can take a movie like this slapstick movie, you know, I cannot take it. Yeah, There's nothing similar about this. Yeah. But enough about the worst movie, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, well, oh, there we go. We, we agree. And and just for the listeners, we, me and Sun did not confer about our top mm -hmm. seven. We It's the first time we've heard our top seven. Mm -hmm. um, so interesting. Okay, we agree on that. So you're Your number six is Live and Let Die. My yeah. number six is The Spy Love Me. Um, wow. Okay, you talk about Live and Let Die. Yeah. I think, like, um, the main thing is, like, Roger Moore still had uh, didn't find his... Uh, um, he was not that comfortable with Bond, you know, like, he didn't grow into it. Like, uh, I think it's... Uh, I think you can understand... It's understandable, you know, if you're acting like that. And I think the audience uh, had also trouble... Or I had a hard time accepting him, you know, after seeing Sean Connery. Like, um, I think that's the one reason. And the story and the movie itself, you know, like the whole setting, it didn't feel like a Bond movie for a really long time. You know, like it really felt like a police drama in the U.S. somewhere. You know, like, and uh, that's uh, that was a little bit disappointing. You know, like there was a time at the beginning maybe where you like um, wanted to see her. Where the movie goes, but after a while, it really gets confusing, you know. Like, and the setting, I think there's a wonderful locations they had, but it was somehow confusing with the plot, you know, like these jumping from uh, one place to another. And you don't even, after a while, you don't even know where is he actually. Is he still in the Caribbean or is he still in the US? And, um, <laughs> and, and, and the story also uh, was confusing after a while, you know. I, I think there's one of the first, one of the few movies, Bond movie, I think the only more Bond movie. Where for a long time I didn't understand what uh, his mission was, you know. M sent him there, but I never found out why he sent the other three guys who died, you know, previously. Why he sent uh, them after this president of this small island, you know, like I never got it, you know, like it's, it's, it was a little bit thin, you know, the movie. And uh, and then uh, the same person, the president is the same person as the mob uh, king, and it was really nah. Not, yeah, that, that's, some, like that's something they added, wasn't it? They added Kananga yeah. in. Yeah. For, compared to the book, they added him in because mm. they, they named him after the guy that did the crocodile stunt. Again, that's... stunt. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying, but I, I think I'm heavily influenced by 
the 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 theme yeah theme song i know I think, that's nothing to do with the storyline yeah but that that saved the thing whole uh, movie i think the song like on theme it was different as well and, just, uh, just soundtrack yeah. is like amazing yeah that's true yeah i think um i i know what you're saying about him being very raw very new to the role i mean straight away you know you 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 know what type of bond roger moore's going for the first mm. first thing he says is something in french i think he's in bed with a woman that's kind mm. of roger moore you know that's mm. kind of sums it up um and yeah i mean i i i uh it, yeah i mean I, I I put it. What did I, I put it? Number three. I just I, I don't know. I just I really enjoy. It. I just really <laughs> enjoy watching it. I just really enjoy. Um, and it's very different to a lot of Bond films. Um, but just, I just really enjoy. It. I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy Baron Sandy. I enjoy. I enjoy seeing Felix there as well. Felix David Henderson. Um, but I think, I think it's, I think what lets it down. Is the way the villain is killed. Yeah, well, that's that's, <laughs> that's another thing. That's just that is that is Austin Powers. That's like, blown like up. right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I think they could have done that a lot better. And um, yeah, and, and Bond and Bond is really like, yeah, he's not a very nice Bond. Like people think, okay, Roger Moore's comedy, but he's he's really, you know, he talks about solitaire and you know. Yeah being a piece of merchandise and all this yeah. but it, i think uh, that's the that's the also one thing i liked about the movie the dark tone it had you know the whole complete movie yeah. even though roger moore was making fun but the yeah. setting and the locations uh, as a kid when i was seeing it the first time there was some scenes where i was really like i was hmm. scared you know like, this is yes. really terrifying you know like uh the, you remember, this, you remember this, the guy that does the trick with his legs yeah like, yeah, like swing is it? I was like, yeah, yeah, that still freaks me out now. Yeah, there were there were some scenes, uh, yeah. especially with the voodoo scenes and the uh, with this all this um, where they do this uh, rituals and all this. It was really scary, you know, like uh, for me, like, and uh, I think I like that dark tone of it. But uh, as I said, uh, somehow they lost me with the setting and uh, the the plot was weak. I don't know. Do you like the plot or the way it uh, evolved around? The- well, he's he's trying to he's trying to avenge. Three, three agents, isn't he? He's, he's trying to find out where is it Baines was uh, and Hamilton and, uh, and other agents. Well, I mean, they've obviously failed the mission. I assume, like you say, I assume they're on the same mission as he is on now and that those three have failed and been caught. So it's up to Bond to be the fourth one to try and try and solve it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it was I think it's basically, it's basically like a it's just about heroin, isn't it? And it's and it's yeah, and and it's 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 uh, covered up by voodoo, which is obviously yeah. a load of load of rubbish. So, it's just covered up. <laughs> but, but a lot of people like the boat scene. Did you like the boat chase scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've heard the the thing I hear the most is that it's the long. It's a really long boat mm, scene. That's true. But but you know it's 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 good. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's all real. It's all. But but my. My favourite bit, and again, this is probably what pushes it up the list. Again, the soundtrack and everything, and is the crocodile. Um, that's true. That's <laughs> that's one of the classic scenes. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that is so good. The one contradiction I also say about this thing, because it had this dark tone to it, and it was scary sometimes. But uh, I missed the urgency in Bond's uh, and urgency and the seriousness, you know, uh, in 
on the background of this uh, seriousness and the dark tone, it, uh, it didn't feel right. You know, the Bond the way he approached it, you know, it was very yeah, it didn't, it didn't fit. Actually, I would would have said. Yeah, I, I, this is this is obviously going to come up like as because we're talking with Roger about Roger Moore. He's that's the way he is. I, but I was, I I'll always defend him because I, I I think if he didn't take this on role the way he he took it, like thinking I, his quote is I'd rather I, I'd rather play um, James Bond as Roger Moore rather than Roger Moore as James Bond. Mm. I don't think I don't I don't know. You never know the answer to this, but I don't know how long the Bond franchise would last because if could you possibly have sixty years of Connery? Like, would that have lasted? Like, because because we we just go in cycles. We go with gritty, lighthearted, gritty, lighthearted. That's just the, the way. And maybe if Roger Moore didn't decide to do that, it wouldn't have lasted so long. I don't know that for definite, but no, who knows? I think. Uh... The one reason why it lasted so long, it's like uh, because uh, they reinvented themselves uh, yeah. every cycle, you know, uh, almost a decade, every decade they reinvented themselves. And I think that's the formula, you know, success formula for this longevity. Yeah, well, they're, they're cooling now, aren't they? They, 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 want, yeah, they want human even, now. They, they will uh, reinvent again, you know, with a new bond. Yeah. I can't wait. That's, a, that's, yeah. another, that's another podcast. What is yeah, happening? It's taking too long anyway. I can't get into that frustration of why is it taking so long. Okay. All right. So, Live and Let Die. Please button if you want to talk more about Live and Let Die. But mm -hmm. I was going to just talk about my number six, which is The Spy Love Me. Oh, that's, a, that's yeah, the most I, controversial one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I ha it gets to the stage where you have to put a movie somewhere. Like, it's definitely not, it's definitely in my, like, off out of all Bond films, like it's it's there, you know, in my top top twelve or top thirteen, fourteen, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember, but it's it's up there. But I had to, I had to, I just had to choose movies above it. Spy Love Me, obviously, epic title sequence, you know, absolutely epic. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know, I I I don't know, I I just, yeah, a part of me. Thinks it is basically like you only live twice, because um, it, it's just a ship that a boat that gets eaten, not a, a rocket. <laughs> so, um, uh, but but you know anyway. But obviously, Ken Adam, legendary, iconic sets, all all that, and 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 Jaws. So yeah, I am feeling bad about putting a number six because I can't really. I can't really criticize it much. I I don't actually I don't actually think um Barbara Back um Triple X is that I don't know. Uh, there's something that grinds a little bit with me because uh, she's I don't think she's a particularly good actress. Um <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. So maybe that's maybe that's something that and and Stromberg Stromberg gets a bit of criticism but I I don't I don't I'm not heavily critical of him, but I, I can see why people are. He's not the most memorable villain. Um, yeah, so I think I think it's just unfortunately ended up as number six because I, I, I just said to myself, if I'm going to pick a Roger Moore film, how am I going to put Spy Love Me on? Maybe for the pre-tile sequence, definitely, but I probably would, yeah, switch off after that. I don't know. Uh, well, not literally. I probably would watch it, but 
yeah, that's that's just my. It, it's kind of a weak argument, but I had to put it I had to put it somewhere. Yeah, we have to mention that um, the Spy Who Loved Me is the, from critically the best. Uh, uh, movie like the critics gave the said that was the best Roger Moore movie. Roger Moore himself said yeah. it was his favorite movie, and I think it's iconic. All, it's iconic, isn't it's it? Iconic, everyone yeah. knows. Everyone knows. Spy Love Me, and it's always like uh, in everyone's uh, best uh, Bond movies list is always uh, up in the top tens. Like, uh, and also like uh, the audience. I think uh, it was one of the most successful Roger Moore movies, or the audience liked it the most. And uh, yeah, that's like the audience you know, like uh, that's what majority thinks but i had a huge problem you know for a long time you know, to put it on number one it wasn't number one for a long time just like recently you know, and i was thinking about it even before preparing for this podcast you know i think there was a, like, a couple of things where that i agree with you, you know like the first thing that uh, took me the took the total excitement out of the movie was when i saw the thing with the um Mm, the submarine swallowed by a huge ship you know like instead of a rocket it's a submarine like i think how cheap is that you know you couldn't come up with a better idea like you had to <laughs> yeah. take the the idea you already used a couple of movies ago like again i think like that was a yeah. really like uh uh not a good um Alan, like they admitted you know that they said we ran out ran out of idea and we're just recycling uh some idea that worked in the past and again i think that was a real uh it was a confession to to, to us you know saying okay we ran out of now i didn't like that and there were a couple of things like uh, also the actress was not good i didn't think she's a good actress but uh, she was did place she was not the right one for this role you know like i think she should have been the star of the movie like i also read the book and uh, even the title is about her, you know, like I think the movie should have been about her and she didn't uh, exude this uh, huge of a presence, you know, like to fill that role, you know, I think like uh, you didn't remember her as the main part of the movie when you think about it. But I think that was a weak spot. And as I said, like... Um, what it's what's good about it it's like a, it's a huge blockbuster you know they build it up like it's a huge uh, entry it's going to be a huge entry it's going to be legendary like goldfinger you know they build it up i can understand that you know the excitement and the locations i think that was great the action sequences were great and uh, the story was nice you wanted to see what happens next it was really nice yeah the villain was was okay you know like he was not that um dangerous or like fearful or you didn't scare him but he was still like in his uh, subtle way you know like he was i think it was okay but after a while it also got weak you know like i asked the second half the towards the ending it was like the same with you only live twice you know the, the guys come in uh, the army comes in instead of the yeah, very similar ending isn't it yeah similar like it's the same director you know and that's why i think he's one of the uh, weaker directors because he just uh, took one formula and used it in all his three movies and uh, yeah the next movie was like swallowing a <laughs> uh, like a spaceship you know like and that's yeah that was the weakest one but the strongest part was also the henchman was the great jaws i think like uh, that was that gave the movie i think that's one of the reasons why the movie is so popular among uh, yeah. movie goes and uh, bond fans I mean, I he was it, he was genuinely scary, and he was really scary. Life. You know, like he was really like uh, even here, uh, Jaws himself, the actor himself, said uh, he was scared when he saw himself in the uh, on the <laughs> screen. You know, like 
And that, well, I think uh, that's the huge, one of the main reasons why this movie is really popular with, because his presence alone, you know, this, this idea was a genius, you know, like a guy with a metal, uh, metal teeth and like, it's, yeah, which, uh, which I only knew, knew from recently from reading the book is that yeah. they based him on uh, the, a character from the book um, yeah. who wasn't called George. It was someone else, Horace mm. or something. I can't remember. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's right. Cause he, he, he kind of, he, he turns a bit yours is more comedic in Moonrise. Yeah, that's true, and I think uh, that's the reason why I uh, had to put it on number one because the the henchman was a legendary. The locations yeah. were like uh, great. I think one of the best actually. When I think about it, at to that date when it came it was released, it was definitely the best location, exotic locations. And what I had thought about the subplot, you know, like the it's a great idea, you know, like uh, working uh, a guy from a British agent working with a female or Soviet agent, that's legendary, you know, like I think uh, they could have repackaged it uh, into another background story. And like the story, the first story was a week with the submarine, but the idea with the two agents, you know, like and they fall in love, that I think that's genius, you know, like uh, because the movie was a bit, the plot was a little bit weak and uh, they didn't put so much focus on these two they should have done it from the beginning i think that was genius the story uh, between the uh, spies the henchmen and the locations and roger moore was full of you know i think he was at the peak at the time yeah he does look good he does look good and uh, and the fight scenes were great and uh, i think that's the reason why i put it then okay thinking about it more uh, in depth about it I thought, okay, now nah, it has to be up there. You know, it has to be number one because uh, it's played really well. You know, if you look at the uh, pre-gun uh, credit scenes, and uh, it was really nice. You know, I, even for me, you know, who's uh, criticizing action scenes, I think uh, I went with this uh, along with this. You know, like a lot of fight scenes were great. Roger Moore with versus Shaw. You know, like even the way they solved it. You know, say the Bond has no uh, no chance against him. You know, how is he going to solve that? How is he going to win that fight? You know, that was exciting. And they really did it, you know, like, I think, think it was, uh, there was so clever um, uh, twist in the storyline, you know, like that he still goes for her, you know, even though, even though he, sh- he knows she's going to kill him. And is she going to kill him? The suspense and the thrilling, and it was really thrilling. I think I like that, you know, if you think about it. Yeah, it is, it is clever. It is clever how they created a story, which is completely different from the book. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's uh, what Fleming, Fleming only wanted them to use the title. You yeah. like us, but yeah, no, it's 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 yeah. I do, like I said, I do feel bad putting number six, but it had to go mm-hmm. there. But I, yeah, even I, if I if I can put a personal note, I would have uh, directed the movie different. You know, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have shown Bond in the first half an hour. You know, I would have uh, shown the perspective from uh, from her. You know, because uh, I would have started with her perspective and then only from her perspective, and then she runs into Bond then would have been nice, you know, like, like that would have a little similarity to the book, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, yeah, that would have worked brilliantly, but, but Fleming wouldn't allow that. There was, yeah. there was a, co- there was a, something in the contract yeah, where that's true. he said only use the title. So I think that yeah. the producer's hands were tied there, but, but, but what, Bond 26, why not? Let's, yeah, let's, that's true. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Right, we're, we're, we're doing well. We're getting through this list. <laughs> <laughs> So what's number five? Okay, number five I will reveal now. Yes, okay, so number five on our lists are uh, You've Gone for, for Your Eyes Only, I've Gone for Moonraker. Okay, talk to me about mm. For Your Eyes Only soon. Uh, it's a nice movie. Like, um, It's also interesting to watch. It's quick uh, to watch. It's, uh, but uh, I think the... The same goes with like with the um, live and let die. The ending was a little bit disappointing. 
um, there was no real climax on the I think the whole movie lacked a little climax you know where they are intending to go I never understood that and um, yeah there was no real urgency and um, I liked the stunts they did, did a lot of stunts and they totally um, did the whole movie without any CGI's and uh, any uh, technical help like did it with Moonwreck, you know, they wanted to distinguish themselves from Moonwreck. I think like I applaud them for that and I think that was a right move to do. But as I said, like um yeah, I didn't feel any like uh, there was a real danger or anything going on for Bond the way he approached this um um this assignment and after a while I also didn't get it, you know, like uh, it was really confusing who's who's it's uh getting against who's fighting against each other and what are their goals and it was really disappointing in that term like for compared with the other bond movies it was a really not a really weak one but it's uh if you compare to for instance with the, the spy who loved me and put it uh, um beside it i think it's really a little bit weak i think okay. what do you think yeah, I, I think I mean it's number my number four, so I I do rate it because it is the first it is the first Roger Moore film like you touched on that they have tried to make him a grittier version it, that obviously came after Moonraker, mm, yeah. fantastical. So and having read the books as well, having read Risico and Your Eyes Only book, they they've tried to combine those those two short stories into this film. Um, and there are a lot of things I do love about it. I I I love um, uh, Columbo, that character. That kind of is he a villain? <laughs> is he not? I mean, but then the actual Christatos is. I think in a lot of people's views, he's 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 the worst villain of the whole franchise. Yeah. I don't know, like a lot along with Dominic Green from Quantum of Solace. Mm -hmm. Those two names. Yeah get mentioned so that's that pulls it down a bit i also can't also another negative i, I can put it is that that interaction with uh bond and bb you know this the ice yeah. skater mm. uh yeah it's just weird and he's <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing this bright blue like jacket uh, jacket and it's just really yeah i don't know it just doesn't feel like bond uh so yeah that's there the negatives but i do I do, I do like you say. The stunts are good, soundtrack's good, um, and I like. I do like how they they went down that Fleming route a little bit more with Bond, just to get out. Because um, because Roger because Roger Moore's films do get darker the the, the more they get. Um, so I do I do like that um, that element to it. Uh, so it is definitely kind of in the middle. Me, yeah, that's why I think, like, uh, I give uh, them credit, you know, for doing new stuff, you know, like with um, making it more realistic, uh, not relying heavily on the CGI's, and um, also this was a nice entry to the new decade, you know, the 80s, making it more gritty and more serious regimen, and also the scene, you know, like where he kicks the car like uh, down, uh, yeah. Uh, off the, the mountain like it was also really nice you know you could see okay Bond is struggling if he's really doing it or not like it was really nice but as I said like the interaction between the characters uh, it was really confusing you know like it, but there were so many people uh, involved in that 
there are people coming in and there's some people are dying and then the villain was weak and yeah yeah even the henchman was weak as well do, do even yeah. do you remember the henchman that random blonde guy the guy with the with the glasses on like no no that was no that was um bond's kind of ally that was um... no the, the guy he kicks in the car downstairs wasn't oh, oh sorry oh i thought you uh, meant uh the other guy um oh yeah yeah he was yeah he was another kind of villain yeah. there was also a henchman you see, there there were so many guys involved. You never understood that. You know, there were so many. Yeah. There was also this ice skater, and then there was this woman for this countess from Germany acting. Yeah. She's nice <laughs> in the beach, and after a while, you don't understand who's acting with whom. You're interacting like that it was really weak. And as I said, the villain was so weak. That's why, because of the weakness of the villain, you also didn't feel any urgency in Bond's assignment. You know, like. It didn't feel like oh he has to do something or otherwise something's going to bad happen. So he was like just there, you know, like doing stuff. Like that's the thing where I also felt like okay, the excitement didn't build up to during the whole plot, and there was no climax. I think I think the climax was really weak, you know, like with the mountain scene. Like okay, like yeah, yeah it was <laughs> like it was I mean, no I, boom, I did, you know, like it didn't end with yeah. a boom. It's like poof, like <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was. I, I do like the the like you mentioned how it was you know, bringing Bond into the 80s and mm. at that time of, um, you know, the last line between Bond and General Gogo, he's like, mm. that that's daytime comrade. It's like, you don't have it. We don't mm. have it. Yeah. And, and that was, I think that was the kind of, you know, uh, the producers talked about it, how they wanted the films to be kind of like, you know, not wanting to annoy Mm. Uh, just give that impression that you know okay we're we're against each other but but you know we can also work with each other mm. you know Soviet yeah. Union and all that well, um it, so I, I do I do like the ending like with that yeah. line yeah it caught the atmosphere of the time you know like there was this uh, political scene you know where they're going more like peacefully you know like going yeah. uh, approaching each other like that but I think it's sad, you know, like I like this idea, you know, like not to rely on violence and uh, technical stuff and all thing. And that, that's a little bit sad part about this. Like uh, I always wished for a movie like that, you know, because I criticized the other one that it uh, turned out to, that weekend you know, with the plot and uh, the way it uh, played out. So that's fine. But, but in the middle, you know, like they're still giving credit. So it's still a number. What was it? Number five? Your, yeah, it was your number five, my number five, four. Because yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, we're pretty much the same, I guess. Um, because uh, because another thing that kind of brings it down for me is the three title sequence is a bit random, the, the, the yeah, it's nothing to do with the plot, nothing to do with the plot, you know, like <laughs> like just random blow fell, although it's not, yeah, past, and uh, yeah, and I think like it was uh, the two things, you know, like mentioning is uh, the death of his wife and Blofeld, it was two important things that just like mm. mentioning it, like uh. Something on the randomly, you know, like it's really, yeah, like, uh, it was like, a good idea to do that, but it's, yeah, yeah just plonked in the middle because Bond never, if you watch a Bond movie, there's no, there was no, never continuity between the former movies. Now they did it and then they did it like uh, just randomly, you know, like, and then it was it. Do you think it, do you think it was their way of, of stopping the critics saying, oh, this isn't the same James Bond, it's just someone yeah, else. That's, that's basically why they I did think, it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they, i seen it in a documentary. I think they wanted to see that that's the same James Bond, you know, like for the old uh, viewers and the old time fans who say, okay, he's still the same. Yeah. He's still, um, and there's still some continuity into it, you know, like some consistency in the storylines. 
But I also think they they wanted to the other producer who held the rights on Blofeld. They wanted to give him something, you know, like uh, wanted to show him off something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I think it was Kevin McElroy who called, held the rights with Blofeld or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was, yeah, he ended up making his film in 1983. Yeah. Mm. This was 19, 1985, wasn't it? This film. No, 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 1981. 81. 81. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was just before McClory made yeah. his remake mm. of Thunderball, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, number five. It's okay. So, what's your number five? Yeah, my num yeah, my number five was Moonraker. Yeah, oh, okay. Um yeah, and this is one that um yeah, I love the beginning, the first half, even the first two thirds, really, really good. Great villain. Again, a bit of a random pre title sequence, it's got mm -hmm. nothing to do yeah, with the plot. Mm. Just, but it was good. It was, uh, it was good, it was good. It was good. A bit, Jaws a bit comedic, but it was mm. good. Um yeah, I, I love Hugo Drax, I love the whole meeting when he meets Bond, you know, with his dogs, you know, uh, mm. you know, clicking his fingers when the dogs eat the steak and, and, and the whole, you know, you know, just the, the back and forth between him and Hugo Drax. Um, I think he's a great villain. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it's not it's not as bad as everyone makes out. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of really good things about it, but it's obviously just the, the space thing um, <laughs> and the fact that they were going for Star Wars um, competition. Star Wars thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but then it yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why it's my that's why it's my number five. I do I do like when I watched it recently. I was sitting there in the first two thirds thinking, why does this get so slated? this is really good i'm really enjoying this and then and then i guess you can kind of see the ending um that's mm. what people remember i guess so but but really solid villain uh more is more is good in it um jaws is a bit more comedic like i've already said um but there are some dark moments in that film that people forget about like there are some you know where corinne you know uh before uh gets eaten by those wolves mm, um, mm, i mean that's that's pretty dark like, I, I i tend to fast forward that because um, <laughs> <laughs> i get scared easy so i like i like the music when that uh, scene happens yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you probably know more than me because i fast forward yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so um I've, so yeah yeah i've got to agree with you everything like for me like uh Okay, there's one weak point. Is there's again this director uses the same storyline, but it was quickly forgotten. You know, like the, the spaceship was stolen at the beginning. Oh yeah. So they used it again, but it, it didn't play that huge a role. Like, but uh, and obviously, like this laser show at the, at the end was like uh, with the Star Wars and like, but uh, up until that point where they go to the space, I think uh, if it if they didn't go to space, I think it would have been my favorite Bond movie from Roger Moore. Like I liked that everything from that the way you said it. You know, like I was um, excited to see it. I wanted to see how it ended. The climax was cool. The the build up, the villain was great. The story was great. The action scenes were great. So I can't complain. You know, like there were really stunts. You know, like. 
even the pre-credits in yours, you were you were sitting like with the jaw. The first time when I saw it, your jaws were open. What the fuck? And like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? You know, how is he going to survive this? You know, it's like, such an obvious stuntman, though. Like, yeah, the close-ups of Roger Moore is so uh, obvious. You see, that's a stuntman, <laughs> but uh, I think it was so legit and uh, yeah, one, yeah. Of the be- one of the best uh, pre-credit scenes. I think, like, uh, even though it had nothing to do with you, but if you catch. So the audience with that, you know, that kind of uh, excitement, uh, the way Goldfinger, you know, it also had nothing to do with what you caught yeah. it, you know, like, yeah. and that's that's that didn't happen with the four euros only, the the way we talked about it previously, but the Moonraker, they did it, you know, like, and and as I said, great villain, the Bond girl was okay, the storyline, the locations were amazing, you know, like uh, from one place to another, from USA to Venice to Rio de Janeiro. Rio, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't understand how could they um, spoil this movie, you know, like this, they had every formula they used for a great Bond movie, you know, like it was almost like Goldfinger, like with this, uh, hmm. uh, the storytelling and the, the scenery and uh, the locations, the villains, the henchmen, perfect you know like i'm so sad you know like as you said like i when i watched that movie i, I watched it with so much fun and i every time i watch it i want to watch continue watching it you know, but then comes the scene where they go to the, it just feels like a totally different movie you know, afterwards like and i think it was totally unnecessary to do that you know, like i think up to that point is like uh, was well, it would have been number one from roger Moore's, but so sad it, it, it's it's because it's it's regarded as you know maybe the one in the top three of the books yeah right? I, I, I love that, that book yeah that was yeah. one of my favorite books you know even though it was uh one of the first books uh, he released it's yeah. from 1956 or something like that but if you read it it was really like uh, wow it's still like uh, i know it's amazing i think i think cubby broccoli i remember hearing a quote or reading a quote from him he he thought that the the, the plot of the book wasn't as big because yeah. he, he, the plot of the book is Hugo Drax just wanting to bomb London or something, isn't it? Yeah, mm. or uh, a rocket. You know, he wanted to rocket, a rocket yeah. on London, but but mm. you know that I'll be broccoli. Well, that's not that's not big enough. It has to be like yeah, a world true. world mm. domination. Yeah, you know, same true. old dream, all that thing. So yeah, uh, yeah but they they got caught up. You know, they got caught up with the yeah. the time. You know, with the Star Wars movies, Star Trek movies, and all this. Then they wanted to uh, hop on that train. You know, but I think they didn't need to. Uh, needed to go on that path you know like i think bond is beyond that you know bond is yeah than that. exactly even more so because at the end of the spy love me it said james on will turn in for your eyes only right on, yeah that's true and yeah. they even swapped the movie so yeah, yeah you're absolutely right because yeah. of that i think they didn't it was unnecessary and i don't think like they needed to take that i think it even damaged the reputation you know and they even felt it you know like there were even some voices they wanted to go back to space you know for for euros only but the uh, <laughs> There were guys who said, "Okay, we need to come back to Earth and bond us." Yeah, bond, yeah, you know, like, good, then, good decision. Good, good decision, you know. Ian Fleming shouting from his grave. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, but it's sad, you know, like uh, the potential they had. I think it was it was a great movie up to that point. So I can recommend everybody, yeah. you know, like watch the yeah. two thirds of the movie. Like it's great, Roger Moore. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. Another Bond twenty six idea. You know, yeah. <laughs> Moonraker the book. Okay. Yeah, right, good stuff. So we're in our we're in our top top three i think well 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 we've we've got to talk technically the top four but technically we've only got two movies i think to talk about mm. now because yeah. we've got um so uh my number four your eyes only my number three live and let die we talked about your number four view to a kill number three is moonraker so mm. view to a kill okay a view to a kill it's your number four my number two oh so <laughs> Yeah, uh, similar, but I, I, yeah, 
I'm. I, 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 if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go first on this. Is that all right with a view to kill? Yeah, cool. Get question. my get my view in first. <laughs> I think before I forget, uh, a view to kill. So again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, forget about Roger Moore's age. Okay, just forget about how slow he is in the stunts and <laughs> everything like that. Okay, I know this is a big if, um, but yeah, I just think, I just think, like I, I love the. The villain, I love the, I mean, it's very, it is basically Goldfinger, yeah. but with silicon chips yeah. and not gold. So and not Grand Slam. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, yeah, what's the operation called? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's going to bug me now. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, yeah, you got me with in the first episode with Max Zorin being the psychopath uh, villain. Oh. So um, I, I should have kept that uh, for um, uh, a trivia question. Oh, main strike, main <laughs> yeah, strike. main strike. Yeah, that's nice. it. Operation Main Strike, Operation yeah. Grand Slam. Okay, <laughs> I just remembered it. Uh, so yeah, I, I I actually from start to finish, I I can't really find much fault. I know that one girl gets a lot of you know criticism because you know it could have been Roger Moore's daughter, yeah. you know, or granddaughter, or whatever people say. Um, <laughs> And but I I I think it's I think quality. Like I I just it's my and, and I was between this and Octopussy for being my m number one. I think I went. I'll talk about Octopussy later. I think I went for that just for nostalgia. But a view to a kill. Um, again, nothing nothing to do with the short story. Completely new. Uh, they did they did shoehorn in the the title of the film. Yeah. You know when it was just like what a view to a kill. You know. <laughs> It's just like it's yeah, but um, but yeah, I I, I it, it's dark. It's really dark, and I think it's the darkest Bond uh, Roger Moore film. Um, and it you know I guess it set the tone in a way for what came next with Timothy yeah. Dalton. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I Mayday obviously, he's he's scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think it, I think she, I think View to a Kill, a bit underrated. I mean, yeah. because people focus so much on Roger Moore's age, and I mean, he knew that at the time. I know he was fifty-eight or whatever, near his sixties. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have a and and the and the music, you know, it just get, you know, it was it was the 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 Bond films have gone through a patch of just really slow music, Moonraker, mm -hmm. Fury's Only, All Time High, and then it just yeah, it just kicked back into gear with A View to a Kill. So um. Yeah, so there you go. I've 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 explained my thoughts for you to a kill. I think I think it's so underrated. I can see what people are saying, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think like I totally agree with you. Like I think um, the movie is like really uh, the critics don't like it at all. You know, like even Roger Moore, it's, it's Roger Moore's least favorite movie, and uh, yeah. as you said, like the critics don't like it at all because of Roger Moore's age and the plot and. It was really unpopular movie, you know, like in the, even in the franchise, you find it, it was always on the list, you know, on the bottom half of the movies. Like, I never understood it because I liked that too. I totally agree with you. Like, um, <laughs> I never bothered me that Roger Moore was so old. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, okay. Um, I loved, loved the villain, one of the best, I think he was. Uh, great uh, psychopath, you know, like great uh, villain. And um, the story was a bit like Goldfinger, as you said, but... Um, the theme music was great. The music the, throughout the whole movie was amazing. Like I loved it. 
it was really like the perfect 80s movie like it really like um showed the 80s you know it felt like the 80s and uh, the tone was set it was a precursor to timothy dalton's bonds it was really nice the tone was set already there and uh, the only thing i didn't like about that movie is like there were two times during the plot or during the movie where it felt like a totally different movie you know like that was first when he went to this uh, horse show, horse show or when he buy this horse or something like that and uh with this uh, Mr. Godfrey, obviously. His oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this uh, this twenty minutes like felt it didn't feel like the whole the movie belonged in the movie. You know, like it was totally uh, you went you, you were excited at the beginning and then it took you really out of the whole plot. You know, like where you really came down. You know, like okay, what is this? And, like you feel like. And uh, the same thing happened when he was at uh, at the Bond girl's house. You know, like it was a, it went down. You know, from hundred to zero. You know, like it, it felt like okay. The whole excitement is gone, you know, like they drained you out of it, you know, like, but yeah, but um, sometimes it did, it was really dark. I liked that one, but um, yeah, the action sequence, okay, the, the chase scene, you know, like that, that's also uh, the, because the critics also criticized it because Roger Moore is always running away, you know, he has nothing to offer anymore instead of running, you know, the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, but I liked it. It was like, uh, it was entertaining. You wanted to see it and, um, I couldn't. I'm not as critical as the, most of the people were. Like, and I think it was a nice, uh, goodbye movie for Roger Moore. Like, and I've got the feeling everyone in Britain likes that movie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's really definitely didn't... one that it's definitely one that gets more popular as the years go by. I think. Yeah, that's a, that's what I've noticed. You know, like, and that's a, that's why I don't understand the critics. You know, like why they're so harsh about it. Even Roger Moore in his biography, you know, like it was really harsh about that movie. You know, like and. Okay, I haven't read that. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Also about his co-stars, you know, like he didn't like them at all. <laughs> oh, well, well, saying that, that you remember you you mentioned Godfrey Tibbet, who yeah. was who was the guy that was you know mm. playing along with him at the horde show. They they were good mates in real life, and yeah, that, they, they went. Like I like I like the chemistry they have. Then I like that. You know, I liked him, and I liked the way they played together, but. Uh, as a plot, uh, like it didn't fit uh, right in into that uh, the other plot, you know, the whole, the overall plot, it didn't fit right. Probably, I think. Yeah, and also, on, on, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, also an honourable mention to, um, but it was at the end of an era, obviously, because it was Roger Moore's last, but it was mm. also Lois Maxwell's last one as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like that was it's quite a pivotal film, mm. um, and no, it wasn't Robert Brown's last one, um, but. It was, um, I think it was, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just felt like, mm. yeah, that's, that was a big, mm. big kind of moment mm. that. And and, mm. and, and the, the end scene is basically that way he's, from Live and Let Die, waking mm. up in bed with a woman, yeah. with a girl, shower. Show. It was just Roger Moore, yeah. just, yeah, it was just, I guess that's, that's what true. they were going for. <laughs> that's true but the the villains don't get credited enough no i think the no. villain was great and the hench henchwoman was also amazing no? like, yeah it was really scary no? definitely top five both of them yeah. me. Mm -hmm. really good okay so we're left with one film which we haven't talked about um it's your your number two and my number one yeah. so yeah we're, yeah we're you know yeah. we're, we're it used to be similar. my it used to be my number one for a, a lot of years you know like yeah it's um yeah go on you you go first about yeah, I think like uh, I liked the movie, you know, like it's really like uh, exciting to watch and it's really dark and grim, you know, and to think it was the most serious Bond movie from Roger Moore, like uh, he he rarely makes any jokes and uh, 
I think uh, that was the one movie where I said, okay, the, a little bit of, uh, uh, of lightheartedness would have done this movie a little bit good, you know, like especially towards the end, there was one serious act after another, you know, like I felt like, okay, you almost uh, burned out, you know, like because of so many serious stuff happening, you know, <laughs> I think uh, one or two jokes would have done this good, but I, I loved it, you know, like you wanted to see how it goes, like it, it were captivating, you know, it kept you... The pre-credit scene was great. It was also in um, creative, and I think that that's what I like about Moonraker and uh, Octopussy. The pre-credit scenes—it was really inventive and new. You know, you never saw yeah. something like that. Uh, but and again, that was one that wasn't related to the plot. But who yeah, cares? It's, but yeah, it's it cares, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it 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 worked at Goldfinger. I think if you do it right, it can really like uh, to catch the attention of the audience. Like, and then they did it in this movie. The plot was okay. You wanted to see it, and uh, the tune was great. And as I said, like the locations were amazing. You know, from India to Germany, and then it's like uh, amazing the way it played out. And you, have the... you been to Karmarkstadt? Is that is no, it... no, no? It's it's it's, it's in uh, East Germany, like uh, the former oh, okay. DDR. Like it's uh... <laughs> we've got we've got to go just to get yeah. a photo. <laughs> Dress up as a yeah, clown. Why not? Yeah, just to be there, like. But um, we could go to Berlin. I think there's a on the yeah. wall something. Octopussy was here. James Bond was here. There's a wall. <laughs> so Roger Moore signed it even. So there's a part of the wall. <laughs> oh, what the, the, with, with the the knife chase with the yeah the, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like it's a great movie. You know, like and um, there were some couple of scenes where it was criticized in the jungle. You know, like where he plays Tarzan or something like that. Oh but yeah yeah. You can you can laugh about it. You know, like but. Uh, the villain was okay. I think he was not that memorable, but uh, I think the women in the movie were great. You know, like Maud Adams was great, and her army of female soldiers were great. You know, like it was really interesting, and uh, I think the whole India scene was great. You know, like with the with the taxi, like chasing with the taxi. <laughs> so, oh yeah, the tuk tuk, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tuk tuk, yeah, it was great, and. Even the scene, you know, where he got uh, with a knife cut in his heart, you know, and then there was money inside, you know, it was also clever. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, rupees. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. I think I liked it. I liked the movie from uh, A to B, like from the beginning to ending, you know, like, and the, the only thing, as I said, like, um, the reason why it's not the best, uh, I think um, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me was like uh, a bit of a bigger movie, you know, like in terms of, uh, I think Octopussy was the more like, okay, we have to do another movie to counter Sean Connery's uh, um, Never Say Never Again, but um, I yeah. think this was great. Yeah, I think the only reason, the only criticism, it was a bit too serious and uh, too grim for Roger Moore's taste, but I couldn't complain. It's nice as a movie that's out there like this. Yeah. It was, yeah, I, I, it's like I said before, it's nostalgia for me. So I think growing up, I think that was the one, that was the one film I used to watch loads when I was, you know, yeah, me too. Eight, eight, nine, ten, like, and a lot of it would have gone over my head at the time, but I just loved it. And um, a lot of, and nowadays I just love the, there's so many scenes in there that are, that are just classic Bond or classic Roger Moore it, at Sotheby's at the auction with the egg. You know how <laughs> yeah, he how he bids how he bids yeah. the filling out of it, and mm. it's just classic bits. Mm. And and when he when he's playing backgammon mm. with him as well, it's like double sixes. It's all in the wrist. It's just <laughs> oh, it's just oh, it just true. gives you goosebumps when he That's when true. he rolls that dice. Mm. I always think like uh, if I was Bond, I I would have to. Um, Double double check that it was double six, 
like because he just rolls it and doesn't actually mm. look. You gotta check that yeah. it is double six, you surely. Check, yeah. <laughs> but he knew it was already because he's Bond. Yeah. He knows everything. So he yeah, was, um, he was sure about that. Yeah, and it, it's not it's not cheesy. I know it's comedic, but it's not cheesy. It's not it's not die another day cheese. It's not Rod. You know some of Roger's other cheese. It's great script writing and i just yeah i, I love it and uh yeah that's probably what propels it to number one and probably the one film i would if i was going to choose a roger moore film to just put on randomly i'll probably put that on first because I, I love the pre-tile sequence as well you know that's true but also like when i was young also it was the movie i watched the most from roger moore's but um I think the wise spy who's loved me, I put number one is like the story was uh, extraordinary, like the story and the locations and the play it out. I think in the Octopussy, they used the old formula, you know, like it was always the Goldfinger formula, you know, like uh, Bond meets the villain twice or three times and then they play a game and then they meet again and the henchmen, I think like it was not originality, you know, like they were spy who loved me, that's why I go with spy I can see that, yeah. yeah, I can well. see that. Yeah. You're making and, me feel even more guilty by putting it on the No, I can understand. But also, <laughs> if you see the whole impact in the, on the franchise, I think uh, The Spy Who Loved Me had a big impact on the on the history and on the franchise as all well, because also they reinvented themselves. You know, like with the yeah, you can argue it saved it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it saved it. You know, it was the tenth movie, and uh, it was critical. You know, like uh, like Goldeneye or other movies where you know, like like Casino Royale and I think Spy Who Loved Me. Also yeah. belonged in that category, so that's why it had a more important role uh, in the franchise. So that's why I picked. Uh, this, uh, but uh, but uh, as I said, Gold to Pussy is a great movie. Like you can watch it as a Bond fan, you you get everything you need. You know, like you get <laughs> come into your taste, like everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Uh, well, we we have summed up all seven movies nice yeah, and, nice. nicely. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. I've enjoyed that, and it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 good to talk about Sir Rog, you know. May he rest yeah. in peace, obviously. And yeah, uh, yeah it's um, yeah, it, it's good. It's been a good good chat, and and yeah, surprised that there are a few a lot more similarities than differences <laughs> in our That's interviews. True. So yeah, nice one, Sim. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, um, right. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to some trivia now, which has changed yeah. a bit now because we've we've. We're going to adapt it a little bit. So, um, right. You ready for some trivia? Yeah. Okay, so trivia time. Trivia time is back. I've missed this. Yeah. Uh, bit of fun. My favourite uh, <laughs> Okay, so trivia questions. Uh, shall I go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. Right. So, I thought this was quite a good one. Uh, what... What was the name of the golf ball Bond tricks Goldfinger with? Ah, uh, nice. Okay. Now, there's obviously Goldfinger's actual golf ball, but then the mm -hmm. one that Bond uses to trick him with. Yeah, the, what's the, what was the name of that golf ball? Uh, I think, yeah, you got me here. I don't think I will. <laughs> Yeah. If you said if you said a number, because it's got a word and a number. So. I don't think I will. Right, yeah, actually... help me there. Okay. Oh, right. Totally. I had to pass totally like that. <laughs> it actually, it's actually more of like I associate it with a tennis mate rather than the golf. It's Slassinger 7. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I, 
I wouldn't have got, I guess. The oh, sorry. <laughs> Slashinger, Gold, nice. Goldfinger plays as Slashinger 1. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And Bond has his Penfold Hearts. Ah, okay, okay, nice, nice. You got me. You see, there are some things I don't know at all. Yeah. <laughs> I know everything. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, you get you get your own back now. Come. Oh yeah, okay. So you, uh, it's not your strong suit, but you know what kind of a question comes. You know? it's, it's not an end scene, is it? Related question, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this one is uh, easier. I think you might guess it easily. Like, uh, it's pretty easy. Um, in which Bond movie does uh, M suggest to Bond um, to take a vacation? Um, quite tricky, uh, tricky, but it's easy. Yeah, because I've got that quote of like, you can take a fortnight's leave, which is not the same as a vacation. Or is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, I think I've got it. Uh, and if this is wrong, then fine. I've just gone over my instinct. I think it's when... Uh, it's Moonraker, isn't it? Is it Moonraker? Mm. Oh, maybe God. you're right. Maybe I'm not thinking. Might be about another it. controversial moment because he, yeah, yeah. he's, he says he's he says because he's like it's when he it's when Freddie Gray just feels humiliated in front of oh, Hugo Drax okay. mm-hmm. and he's like right you should take your man off the case. He's like you mm-hmm. need to take vacation. He says um, and he's like I've all I've always had a hankering for, oh, for okay. Rio. Okay, I didn't guess that. Okay, maybe you're right. That's true. But I wasn't <laughs> thinking about that scene. Okay, good. Great. You did great. But I was thinking more about uh, uh, the living daylights. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I thought when he said you can take a fortnight's leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no. Yeah, that's... <laughs> See, that's a fortnight's leave. It's not a vacation. I don't know. What yeah. is a fortnight's leave? Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between a fortnight's leave? Well, just chill out at home. Yeah, just chill out and do nothing. Okay. <laughs> that then, is yeah. flat okay. in, in Chelsea. Yeah, no, I, when you first said it, that scene came to my head and that's why I said, that's why I thought it wasn't a hot vacation. Okay, I'll, maybe, I'll, I'll take I'll take a half mark. I'll take a half, half mark. mark. But uh, maybe I got confused. You know? I think it's the same thing, you know, like take a... I, I, I kind of want to watch the Moonraker scene again to see if he actually does make it clear he's yeah. going on a holiday because I'm not sure. So I can't take credit yeah. for that. That's a good question, yep. though. Yeah, but um, with the Moonraker, I didn't come up with because um, Roger Moore still says, you know, like, what about the, the poison I gave, you know, like, it's still valid, you know, like, and I think, like, uh, M was, like, with the uh, winking with his eyes, and, okay, take a vacation. It was not a real recommendation. You know, like, right, like, okay, okay, yeah. fair enough, okay. All right, more controversy. Yeah, but it was controversy because I didn't get it with the Fortnite or something like <laughs> I thought he it's, even, it's it's just as controversial as when you said Ch- Sean Connery's not in the gun barrel and something. Yeah, that's what I did not I don't know why why I was so wrong. Like I read it something wrong. Like, <laughs> I thought really thought the time so whatever was his first one. But... All right. Good stuff. I learned something by asking you uh, a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Enjoyed that. Good. Good. Challenging questions. Like we 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 gotta we gotta keep them at that level. That's good. Yeah. But now you're on the receiving end of the gun barrels. Now let's see how you're going to do. Okay. Right. So for for the new for new listeners uh, tuning back in, new listeners perhaps this uh, I went through twenty three gun barrels with Cern. He had to guess each one. The reason we missed that Doctor Knows because it's really obvious it's Doctor No. <laughs> no time to die. We didn't do it. It was so recent. So Cern is getting his own back, yeah. playing me a gun barrel, and I have to guess. 
how did gun barrel that is. With, uh, gun barrels. How many, good I write? how many did I get right? How did I do? Uh, you got, I think, I did write it down. I think it was out of 23. Uh, At least a half. Or... I think it was, um, I did write it down. Here we go. So you did, yeah, 23. It was um, 13 out of 23. Oh, nice. Well, almost half. So, so yeah, that's that's uh, just over fifty percent of my math. Let's see if you can if you can catch me. Okay, right, go for it. Right, my Are turn. Ready? Yeah. Okay, let's see. It's a bit of a complicated, uh, difficult one, but it's okay. Okay. I've got it. I think you got it. Already, even though it's a <laughs> I think so. Okay, I'm Go for gonna. Ah, oh, God, I've... a little doubt just crept in my mind. I'm gonna go with my instinct. That was octopusy. No, <laughs> that's oh, why. Oh, kill, to kill. No, it was difficult. It, it was a little bit uh, difficult. I shouldn't have chosen such a difficult one. But uh, I was wondering why you didn't uh, listen to the end. To the... Oh, okay. Should I just let it go? No, to be honest, I. <laughs> Is it the living daylights? No, it's Moonraker. Oh, okay. Okay, fair play. That's why oh, I, I jumped. I jumped. Because difficult in the Roger Moore movies, it sounds really like there are four or five movies, it sounds everywhere like the same. Yeah, that's why it becomes tricky. And then I guess that's the noise of the airplane, isn't it? Yeah. But, that's... but then I thought, is that Rocket Gibraltar? Ah, oh, okay. That's oh. why I always, listen, I always listen to the end. You can uh, get something yeah, out of it. Yeah, okay. I bet to be fair, I think I still would have gone with Octopussy, but yeah. but well, I think I, think I that, that, end, that sound at the end would have put. But but you need you need to stop it before it actually makes those sounds yeah, that's true. at the that's end true, because yeah. that that will give it away so much. Yeah, give it away, yeah. But uh, I think uh, when you played this uh, uh, scene, I also got confused with Octopussy and. Uh... Okay. Yeah. No. Well, there you go. Get your own back. <laughs> that's you've done it first yeah. time. Okay. <laughs> Zero out of one. Good start, okay. Alan. Um. Right. Okay. So. Uh, here we go. So I've got we've stopped the song lyric theme, uh, song lyric trivia because yeah, that ended 8 3 to me. Just thought I'd mention. Um, <laughs> I was really, and, we, I was really doing weak on that, but you're you're one nil up on this new segment we've got. Yeah, that's true. Um, the quote from the scene. So it's yeah, again, I think I think I might have made this a bit tough, but I'm mm -hmm. gonna do it anyway. Yeah, um, okay. It's just three words, this. It was, I'll try and do the best kind of impression. It was, okay, here we go. It was exquisite. Oh, ah, okay. Well, it was exquisite. Mm, that's a villain, huh? No, it's not a villain. It's not a villain. But think of a, think of a Bond who speaks that way. It's Timothy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> I'll guess the scene. Got to think about it. We could have said that. Is he saying it with Sanchez? No, he's he's saying he's saying it genuinely. He's 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 
he's posing as someone. He, he, but he is he is speaking the truth. It was exquisite. Okay. We could have said that. You know, I'm going to send. Not, this, uh, you know, I'm going to send you this clip like straight after. Yeah, you have to. Then, but, uh, <laughs> it obviously has to be then uh, in the living daylights, but can't remember where. It could yeah, it is the living daylights. But no, got to pass. I don't know. Okay, but no, no you done well. You done well to get that far. So, mm -hmm. um, it was the first time you met Kara in her apartment mm -hmm. when he was talking about her performance, her cello mm -hmm. performance. Ah, okay, okay. He was like, I heard your performance good, wherever, okay. I don't know. And then he goes, it was exquisite. Nice. Posing, okay. posing as Koskov's boyfriend, Koskov's okay. uh, mate or something. Nice. Okay, that got me here. So you got me twice with the slates. Yeah. Well, you only Both live twice. Yeah. yeah, nice. Okay. But, uh, I'm, 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 twice. I'm, I'm, it's a bit hard, those two ones. I just thought, no, no, no. no. I, I, I need to learn. So, like, it's good to <laughs> There you go. I'll send you the quote later. Yeah, nice. Okay, brilliant. There we go. So uh, that's Trivia done. And that's episode 24 done. So uh, it's been good to be back. And it's been good to talk about Sir Roger. And uh, yeah, thanks for him. And um, we are, our next episode will be the same amount of Bond films that exist. Yeah. We've got, we've, episode 25 will be next. So we'll have to do something special yeah. for that. Um, we are surpassing we'll... the Bond franchise. Our franchise getting bigger than Bond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are bigger than we're going to go beyond sixty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks, soon I'll see you next time. Yeah. Exactly. Don't wave. forget to subscribe and uh, ask questions or leave yeah, your Yeah, definitely. Opinions. We're we're past eight hundred followers now, so yeah, nice. we're we're, we're nearly at the thousand. Yeah. Yeah, give us give us off you give give your views on Instagram, um, post comments where you like. Give us your top seven Roger Moore films. See how it differs. Um, yeah, always interested to hear your views. Um, so yeah, thanks listeners, and uh, see you for episode twenty five next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> good night. Good night. Sleep well.